As a mom of almost two kids, Jordan talks about what it's like being a parent and a wife. She grew up as a member of the church, but has recently gone through a personal spiritual journey, which she opens up about in this episode. And she gives us insight into her life as an avid reader. How do you know that you're a good parent? How do you measure success? What's important to me is that Paige feels valued and that she understands that she's important. Yeah, maybe I don't always want to play her toys with her or maybe I just want to take a nap on the couch, but I still like go outside and play and encourage her to try new things. But toddler years are hard because they are just learning about their body and that they have control over their thoughts and feelings. And it's a hard combination for a three-year-old or even two-year-old to like understand. Like yesterday, we were driving to an appointment and she had the biggest tantrum in the car because she forgot her stuffed animals. I felt so bad because like... That's a cute thing for her to like. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care if you bring your stuffed animals around. But we can't turn around and go get it when we're already like halfway gone, you know? It's hard to keep your cool when you're in a tantrum situation and you're late. And I remember my mom telling me about what it would be like. And I could see it now. Like, you're stressed, but you're, I'm just trying to keep calm. Let her feel her feelings. Let her navigate it on her own. And she always comes back around. She always settles down. We talk about it. I always tell her that I love her, give her a hug, and tell her that I'll fix it or we can fix it when we have the chance. And then she was fine. So you just want to give her experiences and opportunities and teach her as much as you can. But if she cries, that doesn't mean you're a bad mom. If she throws a tantrum, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom. If you do turn around to go get the stuffed animal, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like you really, you're doing it. I mean, we're rolling with the punches. We are just living in the here and now. And that is why parenting is so fun. I want Paige to know that like we love her unconditionally and the way that we parent her and like react to the way she feels feelings or the way she plays with her friends is like how we can show that to her. I love that. That's so powerful. So you grew up a member of the church. Where do you stand with the church now? That is a great question. I don't think about it. Like it's not a part of my daily life. So I don't feel like I know. For example, like, I don't even know how I feel about, like, a god. Like, imagine, like, the mental capacity to, like, believe something your whole life. And then you're like, okay, I need to break it down and go back to the beginning, start with the basics. And then find out, like, the basics. You're like, I don't even know if (laughs) I can start there. So... It's been a long time since I've really done any like soul searching, but yeah, we aren't active. I guess our ward would say I've been to our ward one time and it's because we had to speak. (laughs) It was right after we moved in. We literally went, spoke on Mother's Day 
Um, and then never went back. <laughs> Has anyone like come or reached out or anything? Yeah, we've had people come by and obviously the elders quorum or whatever texted Casey when we obviously weren't coming and I was like, just tell them like, we want to be inactive right now. Like just let us figure it out kind of. And really they have left us alone, which is nice. So tell me how this all started when you realized that you weren't agreeing with stuff in the church. So it started because honestly, Casey and I just like fell out of the habit of going. We just slowly like didn't feel like it was a priority for us to try to get there or even like feel guilty for not going. Um, and then we had Paige and like Casey got a calling in the young men's where he had to be at mutual every week and participate in like young men's stuff. And I was like, I have a brand new baby and I had undiagnosed and untreated postpartum anxiety. And so being alone with Paige, even for like an hour and a half was like so overwhelming for me. Like on Wednesdays, it was all I could think about was like tonight Casey's going to be gone and like, it's just going to be me and Paige. And like, what if she cries? And like, what if I can't make her stop? And like her being in our life and then Casey having to constantly like be gone was just too much. I was like, you can't be in young men's anymore. And we were both in school and they were trying to give us callings, like just like a lot of things all compiled. Like I was trying to balance and I mean, everyone does it in the church, but for some reason it was so hard for us to balance parenting, going to school, working full time. We both worked full time and like our relationship and then the church, like there's just like too much stuff for us to try to balance. And I'm like, well, I can't give up being a parent. I can't give up our marriage. I can't stop going to school and I have to work. So I just like needed to clear my plate of something. And that was the easiest one to choose because I could always come back to it. Right. And now it's just like, I mean, I've like read stuff obviously. And like, I wanted to like know for myself how I felt. And it's just such a hard answer because religion relies on faith and faith is so hard for me because I want it to be like a sure thing. Like if I'm trying to believe in a God, I want to know and I I can't know without visual confirmation or anything. And just I had so many questions that I never felt like could get answered And a lot of stuff, like, when I was researching, like, the history of the church just, like, didn't sit right with me. I didn't want to make anybody in my family or my friends feel like they had to defend the church to me or, like, feel like it was their job to missionary me. I mean, I was a missionary. Like, I know exactly how these people want to jump into action at the first opportunity. So honestly, Casey and I just like stepped back quietly and like slowly let people figure it out and acknowledge. And we don't talk about how we feel because like I care about my family and my friends and I don't want them to think that like I think less of them or I don't agree because there are a lot of things in the church that I agree with and that I loved 
but I can also do them on my own without needing to go to like a church building every Sunday or whatever. Is it hard to talk about? I don't mind talking about it because like I've learned a lot about myself and like truly what my values are and like I just like really I know people who have left and they it's all they post about on their Instagram and they always are trying to like have like eye-opening conversations with their family. Mormons aren't bad like it's not like it's a cult so like I would never want to talk someone out of doing something now that I'm having a baby it's like the biggest question is are you gonna bless the baby did you bless Paige yeah so that's like the biggest thing right now and then when Paige turns eight like is she gonna get baptized and like there's just so much that your life when you're in the church like revolves around that stepping out of it or like even just not wanting to be all the way in it's like all in or all out you can't do it halfway and so we're just trying to navigate how to be our own people while respecting tradition like not even like religion I guess but like yeah I would love for everybody to come and celebrate my baby after I have it I would love for like just to get together with my family and be grateful that I had a baby right but maybe not necessarily bless the baby but I don't know. It's a lot to think about. And we're really just taking it one step at a time and seeing what happens. So you wouldn't consider that you've figured everything out yet. You're still probably in the process of deciding how much you want to be involved in the church or church traditions and how much you want to just completely let go. Yeah, we are nowhere near knowing what we believe at least for me I couldn't speak for Casey where do you feel like you are with the belief in God and just in an overall deity I don't know I just like haven't thought about it it's definitely something like you would have to practice but like research like I haven't looked into anything in like a long time but it's so hard for me to like think that I could be leaning towards there's nothing like, how sad is that? Like, there's not a God that loves me. I just happen to be here. I'm just, like, when I die, I just die. Like, that is so depressing, but, like, that could be the reality. And so that's where I am. I'm somewhere in that mix of, like, would love to believe in a God, would love to believe in, like, the safety net of, like, a religion, but also I'm willing to accept that religion is just there to make people happy and like give people some meaning in their life that must be really hard like just completely changed I'm trying to even put myself in your shoes and just like everything you've ever known almost rests on these ideas and so for that to all be gone it's like well what is marriage about or what is the importance of having a family or what do I need to teach her and what my you know like all these questions start to come up because now suddenly you don't have that foundation that you've always had that would be hard. Yeah, it rocked my world for a long time. Um, like, I really, like, tried to dive deep and, like, find the answer. Like, I was, like, paranoid to find the answer. Like, is there a God? And then one day I was just like, you know, like, you're not going to know, like, for sure. There's no way to know. And that doesn't necessarily mean there isn't one. If you were to like feel like there is a God and that you're interested in coming back to the church, 
is there anything that you've learned about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that you are against and so you would never go back to that church? That's a good question. It's hard for me to say that I would never go back because like it was my, it's my whole life, you know, like growing up, girls camp, tithing, like everything. I could go back for the purpose of like going to church, but I don't know that my heart and soul could be 100% in the way that it was before. The LDS church has a lot of really great values, but there's also a lot of things that they not need to change because I'm not asking them to change. And I would never think that a religion needs to change for people. But like, I just like, there's some stuff I don't agree with and wish they did differently that like makes it so that I can't commit to being active and there and a hundred percent in all the time. Is it stuff that's like current and could change stuff like how LGBTQ is handled, how women and men are treated like that kind of stuff that could potentially change or is it stuff that's in the history of the church that would never change? It's like a combination of everything. So my journey started, I can't remember what like was going on in the nation, something probably about LGBTQ or racism or who knows, probably one of each, honestly. And I remember waiting for the officials to come out with like a statement so that I knew how I should feel. And then I was like, wait, like I have my own brain. (laughs) I can think for myself. Like, and that's when everything started to like roll because I was like, oh my gosh, what if like I, my beliefs aren't in line, like my values. And like, what does that mean for like me as a person? Cause then you start to break down, like, I don't know, you're taught maybe not outright, but like you're kind of taught that People who are in the church are happy and they're making good choices and they get success because they're keeping the commandments of God, right? And then I was like, what does that mean for my family? Like, if I don't agree with the, some of the values, like, does that mean I can't be successful? Does that mean I'm going to struggle for the rest of my life? And it was just like mind blowing because I wanted to be able to think for myself, even if it didn't align with the church but I also had been so like used to needing to be obedient so that I could get blessings and that's not how it should be like that's how I felt was I couldn't think for myself and I needed to hear from the church before I backed up any like thing that was going on So how has your family processed what they know? I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, At first, I know that my parents noticed we weren't going to church. And my mom would like be like, oh, are you guys going to church today? Or like, what's your callings? And we would like not answer or we would just be like, we're not going. Like we didn't go today. And it slowly morphed into like, I think they just figured it out and accepted it. Like, they never were, like, preachy or, like, trying to get us to change our minds. But my dad's the bishop of his ward. And, 
when we go into town. I want to go to church to support my dad. That's the other thing is like, I want to go to support my dad, but like, if he's just sitting on the stand, what am I supporting exactly? Like if he's not conducting or it's not like fast and test my meeting or whatever. And I don't want to give false hope, you know, like that, like we've changed or like we're thinking about going back. It's just, it's hard to navigate when it is your whole life and your family's whole life. And like it has meshed together. So what would be helpful from your family, from basically anyone listening what would be helpful? Honestly, my family hasn't done anything extreme in one way or the other. But honestly, it's just really nice to know that like, I always have a place in my family regardless of my activity in the church. That was like another part of like leaving was like, I feel like my value of myself is like dependent on my activity in the church. And I don't want people to, like, love me less. But that's not how love works. (laughs) Just letting us figure it out, I guess. Maybe we'll come back. Maybe I'll have a whole experience and I'll be like, why did I ever leave in the first place? Or maybe I'll just, we'll just never go back. I don't know. But we're not doing it because we're lazy. It's, like, a legit, like, I don't know what's going on kind of thing. Everyone does their own journey. Hearts <laughs> just happen to be religion. So how do you and Casey handle daily decisions or important life decisions when you don't have this like backdrop of church values to lead you? I don't feel like we've ever had to make like big decisions that we would like need the church for. Like, and I don't know if that's because we're removed from it and we don't see it as like a quote crutch or like a starting point like we just like can talk it out nothing is guiding me but like my experiences and each other there's never like anything that we're like so far different on that we have to make a decision about do you still live a lot of the principles that you lived in the church or do you feel like you've loosened up in certain ways I just I really try to focus on like you have your own body. I just wanted Paige to know like she was in control like of herself, like even from like as a baby, right? I didn't like the way that the church handled modesty. And I wanted Paige to know that her body is her domain. Like if she doesn't want to hug somebody goodbye, she does not have to. If she doesn't want to talk to somebody, she does not have to. She owes nobody anything. I know the church just came out with an updated for the strength of youth. And I read through some of it and I just, I mean, it's great. It's way better than the one I was raised with. It needs like a black and white. Like if you're going to be a religion and say like no sex, you need like a black and white. Like where is the line? And so I've just been on my like own like body journey because mostly for a page, like There is nothing wrong with your body. All bodies are beautiful. Food makes you grow big and strong. I don't ever want her to feel shame. How do you teach Paige that? We talk a lot about like our body, like her ears and her eyes, her nipples and her elbows and like everything. I want her to know that like it's important to like understand your body. Let's talk about it together and decide like what our family boundaries are going to be. I feel like that was like the biggest 
part of why I left was like I just felt so much shame around my body and like what I wanted and like what I didn't want like honestly at the core I just want to be a good person honestly Paige is like the whole reason for like the way that I am we show love and kindness to everyone no matter what they look like no matter what their family looks like no matter what they believe everyone deserves kindness you and Casey have been married for eight years how do you feel like you two have changed as people individuals and as a couple from then until now I always tell people, you have your whole life. Like, Casey and I would both say, we got married way too young. Like, we were just so young. We didn't know anything. Like, we had both just gotten home from our missions, but, like, we were just doing what everyone else was doing. Maybe (laughs) it was, like, divine intervention that we found each other. Honestly, he's my person. Like, when we were having Paige, somebody asked me how he'll be in the delivery room or something, and I was like, you know... Casey is to me the rock when I can't go on. He can fill in when I can no longer put in any effort. Labor and delivery didn't scare me, but I knew that no matter what, Casey could get me where I needed to be. And I still feel that way about him. He fills in when I can't go on and vice versa. Like, I think that I'm that for him. I wouldn't have been able to say that about him when we were first married. I'm glad that he like went on this spiritual religious journey with me. It happened at the same time, but not because of each other. We really have to lean on each other a lot and it has not always been easy. And I didn't know if we were going to make it or if I was going to make it or if he was going to make it, but like whatever comes and whatever happens, we're going to figure it out because like he is the other half of me all the time, no matter what. Are there conversation topics that you feel like were hard to talk about in the beginning of marriage and now you've grown to be good at talking about them? Finances were always hard. My feelings got hurt so easily if he was like, we're spending too much. I took it like so personally. He might be making money, but like I'm the one like paying the bills, making sure all the cars have gas, like honestly. (laughs) I am now like the one doing doctor's appointments and medicine, like getting medicine and like doing grocery shopping. And I would always get my feelings so hurt when he was like, we need to like tone it down. So is it easier to talk about finances now or do you just kind of like, it's something that used to stress you out and now you've just learned to not care as much? Yeah, definitely the second It stressed me out so bad, but now I'm like, you know, we've made it through really no money. There's nothing we wouldn't be able to, like, figure out, I guess. I mean, we've gone to, like, couples therapy and solved, like, resolved big issues. Either have really minute issues or it's like, let's get um, a mediator in and, like, let's talk about it. And, like, because we both can't talk about it without our feelings being hurt or we don't know how to articulate what we're trying to say or feel and we need somebody who like specializes or like knows how to draw that out and explain it to the other person. That is so important. You are an amazing couple. I know that you are the queen of books, so tell me about your reading. So, uh, reading started about a year ago. 
And I jumped in with both feet and like I've not looked back. Um, I used to read casually, but I could never find like books that I was interested in because I was always like, this is too young adult. Around this time last year, I was also like having a lot of like anxiety and like stress, not because of like my outside life, but like internal stuff. And I went and to my doctor to get some anxiety meds and he's like, oh, you have ADD or whatever. And now looking back, I'm like, eh, I could see it. <laughs> but the meds that he put me on, like, like magnified my anxiety. Like it made it worse. I went back and told him and he's like, yeah, that's like what it's supposed to do. Like it's supposed to help you focus on like getting your work done and like make you feel like you have to get it done. And I'm like, okay, but like, that's not why I came into you. So I was like, you know, I need somebody who like knows anxiety meds and like can actually diagnose me with something and like get me help because therapists are just shrinks. Like you just talk to them. So I started using a psychiatrist and all this time I am flying through books. I could finish a, two books every 36 hours. Like I was flying. I cannot think about anything else all day. All I can think about is what's happening next in my book. And I would stay up so late. Like, I think I had Instagram stories of me at like 2.33 a.m. Like, reading books. And then I'd wake up and it was the first thing. Like, it was the only thing I could think about was like, what was happening in my book? Where can I start? Oh my gosh, how is it going to end? Like, it was taking over my life. And that's why I knew something was wrong. Like... I was not participating in, like, my family. Like, I was reading literally 24-7. And so I went to a psychiatrist and, like, told him. There's like, other stuff going on, too, that, like, made me think I needed some real help. And he was like, you have OCD. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like, everything in my life like just falls neatly into OCD. The kind of OCD that I have is called like pure O OCD. So like I only obsess. There's not like a compulsion that I can do that would make it better. And so he put me on meds for my OCD and books are like way easier. Like I'm, it's not like my, the center of my universe anymore, which is such a bummer because last year was so fun. <laughs> I was throwing books out the window. I was reading them so fast. There are so many good books out there. Like, I didn't realize it. That also, like, has opened my knowledge of, like, situations, like, going on outside of my life. So I feel like reading has helped me, like, appreciate that for other people and, like, know how to connect with other people. And I've honestly made so many friends from reading. Like, so many people are readers. But, like, truly, so many people, like, have good reads now. And, like, I've told so many people about it. And, like, it's so easy to find books on there. It's truly my favorite social media. I also felt like it's really hard to get into reading. But, like, nobody knows, like, the good stuff. And it was even hard for me to, like, find books that I was interested in that weren't, like, boring. So I decided to make my Instagram, like, kind of book-friendly. <laughs> Because, like, I truly love reading and, like, 
I've learned so much in the time that I've spent reading and I want other people to love it too because then we can talk about it. And honestly, I feel deep feelings of, like in books. Do some of the books you read, would you consider them porn? Yes. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Like, but like, I like porn. It's just such like an all-inclusive word, right? It has such a negative connotation. Yes, it is explicit and it is descriptive in a way that you're imagining what's happening. So do you feel like there's a difference between book explicit and video explicit and picture explicit? Like, is there a line in your house where you're like, this is okay for us to cross. This is not okay for us to cross. Casey and I haven't really talked about it. I definitely think my books are much different than videos or pictures or whatever. Authors that I read are not really in the habit of making rape or non-consensual relationships like a norm. And I think that's why I feel like visual media pornography is so different than like books i'm not a secret keeper like i love like if you if people want to talk like i'm happy to have a conversation but like i don't ever want to come across as like somebody who doesn't care what other people think or is trying to talk somebody out of doing something that they love doing i am happy where i am like in all aspects of my life I don't know if like a couple years ago I could have said that. I'm excited to like start this journey with Casey having two kids. I am excited about where our life is going. We both have great jobs. I'm like true. I can say that like I'm truly happy 